So hopefully you can get laid is what it was supposed to be. (laughs) You're listening to Relationship Renegade. We're still not staged because we don't sell houses. Just calling out spades. Let me just interrupt a sec, Mia. Originally... It wasn't supposed to be so you make the grade, right? Mm-hmm. Calling out spades or serving hard truths, calling out spades. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, so hopefully you can get laid is what it was supposed to be. Wait, 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 rewind it back. That didn't make the cut though. Why? We have some young listeners. Okay, you say so. (laughs) But that's who we are, guys. We don't apologize. (laughs) Um, Welcome, welcome. I just, I don't know, I had to to say that. Um, Pod Squad, we're back for another weekend edition. Um, And actually, that's kind of appropriate, right? You know? I was, I'm saying we well appropriate how oh. saying what oh i see where you're going with this <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is what saturdays are about That's, what's up fam <laughs> what is up guys we are talking about people pleasing so yeah. along those lines uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, so were we kind yeah. of pleasing the masses without claiming we're not? Or not? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we are a bit of people pleasers. Maybe a little bit. I do know one thing we are off the cuff a lot yeah. of times. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's displeasing to you, like Jameson says, we make no apologies. No, sir, um, no, ma'am. That's so, what's great about the podcast. This this podcast, the weekend edition. Yeah, anything goes. Anything goes. And so, and today we're talking about people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we already know a lot of you listening are people pleasers. So we're not even going to ask. We're just going to tell you you are, because the majority of people engage in some people pleasing activity. Mm-hmm. you know um i did a quick search while we was chit-chatting and uh i'll t- and so i'll tell you how i know that you're a people pleaser for those who are listening a lot of you just pretend to agree with everyone around you no matter what they say you're like oh yeah that's cool that's nice i do like that blouse that mm-hmm. is a nice car it's not you don't have to say it is if you don't like it um you feel responsible for how other people feel. Um, another big one is you apologize a lot. Mm. Even when you ain't had nothing to do with it. Some will say it's courtesy. Some will say it's polite society, you know, being PC. But as a people pleaser, um, you have a hard time saying no. Hello, somebody. Um, let's see. Or, or. Here's another good one. Um, you're uncomfortable if someone is upset with you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, you may also act like the people around you. So you, you, you mirror their behaviors and attitudes. And uh, also you try to avoid conflict, not just avoid, like you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Mm. Um, so yeah, most of, most people fall in one, in some of those situations. Um, but we're not going to continue with that. We're just going to chat about how we've, would you say we're recovering people pleasers? Um, well, recovering would mean that we are actively trying to not do it. <laughs> or I, I think people pleasing is, and I, while you were explaining all those, um, those examples, I couldn't help but wonder if, like what percentage has to do with any kind, if, if a gender is involved? You already know. I'm going to say women tend to be more people-pleasing. Okay. Yeah, that so did, I, so I, those things resonated with me as a woman, as a young woman, um, as someone who is still figuring herself out and mm. where I want to be in, in the world and um, you know, where I, just where I want to be. And so I think that I have, um, personally try not to people please, but I also don't like to be uncomfortable. And so I do find myself, um, kind of going with the grain, if you will. Are um, you, are you consciously aware that that's what's happening? Um, like in the moment, you're like, I'm doing it again. Um, not that, no, I would say no. Okay. Um, until afterwards, I can reflect on it and be like, wait, I didn't. Well, I, there have, have been like certain instances, I take that back, where something is really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that usually has to do with someone that I'm, I am close to. And I don't want to, to, to make waves and stir the pot or um, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess maybe it's fear-based okay. in, those, in those situations where I um, will be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that awkward... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah or or it's a very quick like yeah so and change the subject like I do that uh, I I notice I'm like okay. oh or if it's something that um I know I don't agree with in general with like how someone thinks about something and it happens to be someone close to me or um maybe someone I work with and I just don't agree with it, but mm -hmm. it would just be too, my thought about what the outcome would be. Um, every time I interact about this specific subject or this specific thing yeah. um, would just be inconvenient to me to have to deal with. <laughs> well, well, so see, it's interesting you say that, right? There's a matter mm -hmm. of inconvenience uh -huh. that you're trying to avoid just so that your day, whether it's your day or the moment, like just because you couldn't be bothered. Yeah. You know, there's that piece, but then there's the inconvenience where you're concerned that you're going to be like hated and 
despised and not a team player. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of work culture now is all of the yeah. uh, emojis and emails. And if you're in a group or in a team, then you got to uh, like put up a, an, an emoji or something just to show that you're in on the team or something. Mm. You, you've not encountered that? No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Go I, on. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've, I've been in some uh, group conversations. Okay. Where people are just going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, even some email threads, right? Like they'll email a whole team or department, and everybody feels like they need to chime in, mm-hmm. so that they're not the one who didn't contribute. Interesting. And I sit back and I look at this and I'm like, this is effing crazy. Like these people mm-hmm. don't really care. They just don't want to be the, the, the singled out. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that, that is one thing being the person who holds your tongue because you, like I said a moment ago, you just couldn't be bothered. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I definitely don't see that as people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think like when you don't want to ruffle feathers, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have found myself doing that a lot over my lifetime. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, I was saying to you earlier, I'm like, I wonder how much of it is, um, gender specific, if we will, and how much of it is just kind of societally kind of put on, um, women and girls, Mm. um, you know, um, so yeah, that made me really think about try to be a little bit introspective in this moment and think about the ways in which I can recall where I have felt like I was being a people pleaser. Yeah. So say more about being um, introspective. Well, just with what you were talking about earlier, it was kind of forcing me um, to be introspective about the way I have been interacting Um with people. Um, I I like to think of myself as someone who definitely can put their foot down when they need to, but I also don't like conflict where I find it to be important to not have any. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What, what is that? (laughs) Um, like, work where it's important to not have any conflict i understand like that there's going to be you know conflict but if i can minimize it where little things don't necessarily like small things don't really matter at least to me they're trivial things um so are you talking about like the situations or like like where where they don't matter as far as conflict goes or the or your job, like no conflicts at work? Well, I mean, whenever you have any kind of 
interaction with people, there's always a possibility of conflict. Mm -hmm. But I do, you know, I I think like in certain situations where um, something can be a bigger thing than it really needs to be. Um, in my mind, like something that's a little bit more trivial, like if someone doesn't like you at work, you don't, I don't necessarily have to please this person, but I also don't have to interact with this person either. So you avoid them to avoid that uncomfortable feel uh, interaction. Yeah. Okay. Where before I would probably, and I did do this, I was definitely a people pleaser. I was like, this person, um, it's so important to me that this person like me, that my work life um, not have a lot of conflicts because we deal with a lot of heavy hitting stuff all the time. So this is something I felt like if I were just a little bit more, um, uh, accepting, then everything would be great when in fact it didn't, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, bring it on, man, bring on the conflict. I don't give a damn. (laughs) If y'all go back to, um, uh, season two Mm -hmm. towards the end, we talk about the work family and I said it then I'll say it again. I did not go to work to make friends. I do not go to work to make friends. I hope to not have to go to work someday. I look forward to not having a job, not just in retirement, but, and it's not because I don't like the people I work with. I'm fortunate that I do like them, mm-hmm. but I am not there to make friends. And so you don't have to like me. You liking me doesn't affect my check. Right. And so when we introduce this element of that relationship and the dynamic with the people pleasing, that's just mm-hmm. messing with my money and I don't need that. <laughs> Which I totally get. I think for me, um, and in that episode I shared too, that I had always kind of been in a, a work family or work situation that felt mm-hmm. very close. And, and if, and it was small, they were like mom and pop places. So if there was conflict it was, it made the whole thing very toxic and uncomfortable for a lot of people because it was a staff of say five. Mm. So if one out of the five was your bad apple or so to speak. um, You made an assumption there, right? You said it was toxic mm -hmm. and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Would we say that's a tad bit hyperbolic, Mia? Like, well, in the situation I was in, uh, no. Okay. Okay. But it, but uncomfortable is not always toxic. Correct. Yes. Okay. Hi, we are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right, just, just check in, just check in. No. And, and yes, so you, nowadays that word toxic is used flippantly. Mm. Uh, but no, in, in this particular instance, it, it was not. But, you know, back to the point of, of people pleasing, I, you know, in some ways I do feel 
Like I had to learn how to reconcile that. And I think the people pleasing um, uh, is something that I still have to be aware of that I'm doing. And sometimes I'm not, but I am a lot more now that I'm older and a lot more confident in, in myself. Gotcha. In in, In my beliefs and things. In in my life, I find that I am more concerned about pleasing maybe just a few people. Like and that would be like Mm -hmm. in my immediate family. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, as far as strangers are concerned, Mm -hmm. um coworkers, colleagues, that is that has not been an issue for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I was young, though, I was all kinds of messed up. All kinds of like trying to figure out identity and who I am and where do I fit in. Right. All that, all that messed up crap that people kind of have to sort out. Yeah. You know. Um, But no, uh, I I still find myself like pleasing my mom trying to please my mom in in certain mm-hmm. instances not you know so that you know what this brings up an interesting point sometimes we seek to please people for their um like val for validation and their approval mm-hmm. um that's not what i'm that's not why i would seek to please my mom mm-hmm. right i think not i think i know it's more about um it's almost like one protecting her from certain things. Mm-hmm. You know how some people disagree with you and you're like, we don't even need to talk about that. Yeah. You know, and that's actually more for me managing my stress than it is pleasing you. Mm-hmm. So I find me doing more of that with the people that I, I would please, if that makes any sense. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't, necessarily seek to be friends with everybody i I think sorry no go ahead i think that that was something that um you know has been something that i had like i was saying before has been something that i'm still working with and i i forget sometimes that i'm (laughs) that i am 32 and there's still a lot of life to live. I just came out of my 20s, right? Essentially. Yeah. And um, feeling more sure of, like like I was saying, myself and my beliefs has 100% impacted uh, how often I'm people-pleasing. Where before, um, we talked about this briefly in a previous episode in season two, where I was talking about like this need, this need to be liked. Mm. Um, And when that didn't happen, I, you know, I was in some ways, in some ways, not all, but in some ways more impressionable um, because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be in with this and, um, you know, I wanted to make a good impression Um, so I felt like that was what I had to do to Mm. do that. Okay. Okay. Um, now that 
um, I can understand what, how that can affect me in the long run and how it just kind of prolongs, um, what you didn't want to be uncomfortable with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it doesn't really do anything to people, please. It just kind of what people kind of walk all over you, which I had, I learned the hard way. Um, unfortunately, and, and probably most (laughs) facets of my life while I was growing up, um, you, I had to learn that the hard way and had to learn that you have to be the person that shows people how to treat you. You can't Mm -hmm. just be yes, man, you know, yes, ma'am. Yes. You know, yes, sir. To everything. Um, and so yeah, I have definitely found that in, in growing up. And like I said, just being a little bit more sure mm-hmm. and having a little more life under my belt. Um, I feel more confident to be able to kind of challenge those things. So is that where you would say the whole people pleasing thing stems from a lack of confidence? Um, I think in some ways for me, it has. Okay. Yeah, I think it's kind of, um, you know, I was reading something about people pleasing children and, and, it, and you know, obviously I work with kids. So um, it, the, I can't remember what it was saying, but it had something to do with the parent-child relationship. Um, and so if kids don't know how their parents are going to react, then they tend to please more, mm. um, which then carries over into other facets of life. They don't know how they're going to react. So people are going to react to them. So they'd rather play it safe. Sure. So you don't have that rejection, right? You don't have to deal with that. Um, and so I do think, you know, uh, for me, if I'm think of, if I'm looking at it now, I would say it would be a lack of confidence. I kind of needed, um, and to some extent I still do. I still call my parents. I'm like, should I do this? <laughs> you mm. know like should i you know well i would imagine though it feels different now though because they're seeking yeah. advice you know mm-hmm. to just as a wise choice to call on people who've been there versus calling to ask because you don't want them to be upset with the decision you made right that's a good point yeah where where is it coming from right mm-hmm yeah, um, I remember years ago. I, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I used to wear locks. Uh, I had locks down. To yeah, my, my I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots have changed. Yes. And wow. The day I decided to grow my locks out, I knew it was going to upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't. We didn't grow up with that style, and. Uh, Y'all know, you know, people, and if you if you grew up Haitian, you know how Haitians feel about dreadlocks. Um, send me a comment, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it upset a lot of people. And that for me, I would I would say was the beginning of this um journey to to self to self, period. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this. I, I know you disagree. I love you anyways, but I, I can only do me, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that was purely accidental. 
I didn't necessarily set out to make a stand, take a stand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for a fight, but when the fight came, I damn sure wasn't backing down. Mm-hmm. And so while it was tough at the time, I kind of feel like it did help to bolster, you know, we're talking about confidence and just kind of learning. Yeah. That whole process was really valuable for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for, for, you know, I can't speak for all ladies, but I, I can only speak for me, <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like, even my girlfriends and stuff, like we constantly need like reassurance from one another as well. Um, so it's kind of like you call your friend, like, does this look good? Does this not look good? Do you think he'll like me in this? Should I go, should I, should I do this? It's, it's constant. Um, and so, you know, the way that we look, the way that we sound, the way that we present, um, to other people is a, a very conscious thing um, or it can be a very conscious thing. Like you want to be, um, you know, you get labeled a lot as a, as a girl. Wow. With preconceived ideas, just by the way you look, by the way you sound, by the way you dress. Um, you, you know, yeah. some, you know something, Mia, I'm sitting here hearing this and, I'm probably wrong, but I think that is like an American thing. It could be. It could be. And so I'm saying out loud because I'm trying, I'm processing this. Mm-hmm. When I think about the kids who grew up, so I was born in Haiti. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of, I'm not saying that kids didn't try to please their parents, mm-hmm. but I don't recall like seeking as much approval and validation growing up Mm. you know maybe I needed it I didn't get it I said screw it I don't know but Mm -hmm. as you're talking and I'm hearing you talk about how for women I think about well okay so what were they getting as children Mm -hmm. were they conditioned to need that I think as children we're we're getting mixed messages Okay. You know, as young girls, we're constantly getting mixed messages on what's good and what's not good and what looks good and what doesn't and what sounds good and what doesn't and what success looks like and what doesn't. And how do you, if you do this, what you can be labeled, you know, a whore, you do this and you're too angry and you do this and you're, you know, so for women, I think it's, um, it's one of those things that I don't think sometimes consciously we're aware that we're doing and some, and, and then when you do become aware, you're like, Oh crap. Um, I've been doing this a lot. Mm. Um, and that's why the first thing when you were talking about it, I was like, I wonder if you if, truly, if you felt that way and it sounds like maybe you, you haven't, or, you know, you didn't, maybe get as much as maybe I perhaps did but yeah I definitely had my my season like I said as a insecure teenager Mm -hmm. for sure I had and I said you know what you know what 
uh, my biggest thing has been um, growing up without my dad. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that void did create some issues for me. Um, and then the whole idea of what manhood is and masculinity, yeah, um, which is a conversation I have all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that created some, some problems for me. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I, I'm struggling to remember or think of a situation where it was a people pleasing thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think culturally for me, we were expected to please our parents and our mothers, mm-hmm. especially single mothers, especially black single moms. You don't give them a hard time. Mm-hmm. And so that may have been where it was for me mostly. Um, okay. But as a teenager, skinny, lanky teenager, <laughs> right? Big glasses. And this is before glasses were cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wearing, uh-huh. wearing secondhand clothes. Like I remember that um, and feeling like, oh, this sucks. Um, and it just took a while to just eventually be like, eh, well, this is who I am or this is mm-hmm. it for now. But to say that, to say that now, or even five or 10 years ago that I sought any kind of, um, approval from others. Mm-hmm. And I don't think so. Hmm. I'd be interested what our, um, what do you call them? Pod squad. <laughs> I always get this wrong. <laughs> but you got it right that time. Okay. I'm interested to know if they think that about this any, any differently or um, have, have had situations where they feel like, you know, it's maybe how they were raised. I mean, other than the parent child relationship, but you know, being a woman or being a man or whatever, mm, um, yeah. how they, how they felt with it. I, I, I mean, we go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I can even go so far as when we were joking at the very beginning of this podcast episode about, um, even with women and, and, and men intimately. That's exactly where I was going. Oh my God. We're on the same wavelength. I was going there, the intimate, <laughs> the intimate relationships. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. How much do we endure, allow mm-hmm. simply to avoid any kind of conflict or to mm-hmm. say, well, she likes this. I don't care for it. He likes that. Uh-huh. We'll do it her way, his way. Um, where does it go from being a good mate to being a people-pleasing mate? Mm. How far do you go before you lose yourself? Man, man, don't lose yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, a lot of a lot of couples struggle with that because they don't know who the hell they is. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know. Yeah, you just kind of put every, people, other people's needs before your own, and then next thing you know, you're like, "Whoa, had this happen?" Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I I think if I had to 
talk about, and so that's perhaps another area mm-hmm. where I'm keenly aware when I am doing something to please my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I may not want to do or care to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I voice it, other times I just do it to please my wife. But even then, right, it's not a fear or conflict avoidant type of thing. It's like she would like this, so I'm going to do it for her. The happy wife, happy life kind of thing. So, yes, <laughs> but, when, but when you hear people say that, mm-hmm. it's more about avoiding the conflict. True. And what I'm saying is I genuinely like think she'd like this. So who cares? Like, right. I, I could, I'm okay. You know, doing just sitting under a tree. <laughs> but <laughs> he wants to go ahead and do that. Fine. So I guess your why is, is what makes it a little different. Yeah. What's it rooted in yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I can imagine early in relationships, people, their whys are very problematic and just the wrong whys. Um, and, and over time, they kind of shift and adjust and find um, healthy reasons. At least that's the idea. That's the hope. Right. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we can talk about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we'd love to just, sure. just not here. Just on the <laughs> just let's continue. You don't gotta go mind. home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> go back go back and listen to some other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um no, for real. Let's continue this conversation. Um, yeah. The people pleasing. Are we still doing it? Do we recognize we're doing it do we get upset when other people call us out Mm, you mm -hmm. know when's the last time you said no to somebody right that's i say no all the time you know (laughs) so but we want to know we definitely want to know hit us up in the social media uh, our our Mm -hmm. new our Mm -hmm. new uh handle relationship renegade podcast um definitely want to see you there follow there the latest information um updates behind the scenes looks you know whatever it is people are doing on instagram these days <laughs> you'll find us over there um, and share please do share let your friends know um season three is all about having some fun having some good conversations um and uh, we'd like to have you join us and tag along all right. And, and as always, we'd like to end by letting you know that uh, you matter. We appreciate you. And if you've not heard it today, if you don't hear it at all, you're going to hear it from us. We love you. We love you. Yes. And we'd like to have you stay with us. So we'll catch you here next time for another episode of Relationship Renegade. Take care. Bye now.